Hey everyone, welcome back to this episode of the Three Levels Renewables, where we dive deep into fascinating topics together in three levels of depth and perspectives. Today, our topic is carbon dioxide removal. So, carbon dioxide removal (CDR) is the process of capturing carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and store it somewhere, usually underground reservoir, for a long period of time. CDR conceptually is a good way to offset greenhouse gas emissions and help mitigate climate change. Because theoretically, we're just taking carbon directly from the atmosphere. The process sounds easy and straightforward, but actually has many implications that warrant an entire episode of discussion today. To explain how CDR works, let's quickly review how a carbon market works. A carbon credit market is a mostly finance system for trading carbon dioxide. So there is a supply side and buy side. So the supply side supplies credits. So those are the credits typically created by projects or entities that have the capability to reduce or remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere or somewhere. For example, I plant trees, or I have direct carbon dioxide capture facilities. I have the capabilities to remove CO two from the atmosphere, so I convert the amount of CO two I reduce to a carbon credit. Essentially, provide or sell the credits to a carbon emitter. So they can claim that they had the same amount of removal because they hold my credits, and then there's the buy side. Basically, all companies and organizations have some sort of emissions from their business operations. Major tech companies like Salesforce, Microsoft, Alphabet, car manufacturers like Aldi, Volkswagen, banks like J.P. Morgan and UBS. They purchase carbon credits to offset their emissions for their pledged climate or emission reduction goals. It's essentially like they're claiming to have the same amount of carbon emission reduction as the credit supplier they purchased from, without major business operation changes. Carbon credits are traded on carbon exchange market. There are two types of carbon markets: compliance markets and voluntary markets. Compliance markets are for regulatory requirement. For example, the European Union Emission Trading System (EU EST) is a compliance market that requires power plants and large industrial facilities to purchase carbon credits if they emit more than they're allowed. Voluntary markets are not regulatory requirement. Instead, company and other organization voluntarily participate in carbon markets as a way to offset their carbon emissions. The biggest challenge for carbon dioxide removal and carbon market is to quantify how much carbon are actually being removed. There might be leakages from carbon storage reservoir. There might be carbon emissions from the process with carbon capture technology, like most of them requires electricity, and those electricity might be generated from fossil resources that has a ton of emissions, or some process needs natural gas heating. For nowadays, companies are purchasing those credits and claim that they have same amount of carbon reduction. But again, how accurate that is, given all the uncertainties on the carbon removal facilities and storage facilities over time. So today we're diving into carbon dioxide removals in technologies, market updates, and the needs to accurately measure how much carbon is removed and stored away behind the carbon credit provided. 
Level one, major methods for carbon removal. I'm going to list nine methods in this section. I know it might be much to wrap our brain around, but trust me, it's definitely worth knowing the major technologies for our discussion. The first is alkaline wastewater mineralization. This method uses a basic solution. Typically, waste streams from industrial process involves alkaline solutions or compound. For example, mine tailings or slag to turn CO2 into a solid carbonate that can be stored underground. The second is biomass carbon removal and storage (BCRS). This is one of nature's own process of removing CO2. Plants absorb CO2. In other words, photosynthesis to remove CO2 from the atmosphere. BCRS uses this property to grow trees, and then we have biomass. We then transfer them by burning them and capturing the CO2 emissions for underground storage. And then we have biochar. Biochar is a type of biomass carbon removal and storage technologies, BICRS. And then it's like charcoal-like stuff that's made by burning biomass in a low oxygen environment. Biochar can be added to soil to improve its fertility and to store carbon. The next is direct air capture (DAC). DAC. DAC is one of the most mature technologies, but can be expensive nowadays. Machines use fans to pull air into chamber where the CO2 is captured, and it uses chemicals to capture CO2 from the air and generate a concentrated stream of CO2. The CO2 can be stored underground or used to make other products. Next, we have direct ocean removal (DOR). Ocean is actually the biggest carbon sink on Earth, storing about fifty times more carbon than the atmosphere and twenty times more than the land, plant, soil combined. The carbon dioxide can dissolve directly into seawater. Marine organisms such as algae can also absorb carbon dioxide during photosynthesis. DOR mostly uses the physical dissolution to remove CO2 from the seawater, such as using artificial upwelling to bring cold water from the deep ocean to the surface. Cold seawater can hold more CO2 and bring the CO2 rich water back to the deep ocean. Moving on to the next one, enhanced weathering. Enhanced weathering accelerates the natural process of rock weathering, that is speeding up the chemical reactions between rocks, water, and air to remove CO2 from the atmosphere. One way to enhance weathering is to spread crushed basalt rock on farmland. The basalt rock reacts with the soil and absorbs CO2. Next on the list is ocean alkalinity enhancement (OAE). OAE uses electricity or chemicals to increase the alkalinity of seawater. Alkalinity is the ability of seawater to neutralize acids. When the alkalinity of seawater is increased, it can absorb more CO2 from the atmosphere. Also, we have ocean biomass. This method involves growing ocean biomass such as algae or kelp to remove CO2 from the atmosphere. The last one on the list is terrestrial biomass sinking. This method involves growing more trees or algae, similar to the ocean biomass one, using photosynthesis and let it sink into the ocean. 
As a quick summary of all the message that I just said, alkaline wastewater mineralization, biomass carbon removal and storage, and direct air capture generally have lower uncertainties with net carbon removal ability and storage durability. All the other methods are also worth looking into, even if they have a little bit of higher uncertainty and then lower technology readiness level, but they are all needed for site and region-specific considerations. We need all methods to mitigate carbon emissions. Level 2. Major companies and stakeholders in carbon removal industry and the most recent market updates. The carbon dioxide removal CDR market is still in its early stages of development, but it's growing very fast. According to a report by McKinsey, the CDR market could reach $1 trillion to $2 trillion per year by 2050. There are a number of factors driving the growth of CDR market. Besides the increasing recognition of the need for CDR for climate change, there is also a strong push for the development of new and more cost-effective CDR technologies. Government policies and incentives that are supporting the development and deployment of CDR technologies as well. A few examples that happened recently, in May 2023, J.P. Morgan Chase announced that it would purchase over 200 million in high-quality, durable CDR. This is one of the largest carbon removal purchases announced to date. In June 2023, ClimateWorks, a Swiss company that develops and operates direct air capture plants, announced that it had raised 650 million in fundraising. This is one of the largest found rounds ever raised by a CDR company. In July 2023, Carbon Cure Technology and a Canadian company that develops and sells carbon dioxide utilization technology announced that it had partnered with Lafarge Canada to build a new carbon capture and storage CCS facility at Lafarge Cement Plant in Richmond, British Columbia. This is the first CCS facility to be built at a cement plant in North America. And quickly noting some of the key players in the CDR market, we talked about ClimateWorks, a Swiss company that develops and operates DAC plants, direct air capture, Carbon Cure, Canadian company that develops and sells carbon dioxide utilization technology, partnering with the cement plant that we just talked about. Carbon Fix is a Icelandic company that develops and sells carbon dioxide mineralization technologies, which injects CO2 into basalt rock, where it reacts with the rock to form a solid mineral that permanently stores the CO2. And there is Global Thermostat, an American company that develops and sells DAC technologies. Carbon Engineering, a Canadian company also working on DAC technology, Heirloom Carbon is another American company but works on the biochar technology, which is the charcoal-like substance that can be stored carbon in the soil. And two more American companies that also work on DAC technology for direct air capture. And there are Charm Industry and Project Vesta. So Project Vesta is a joint venture between Shopify and Stripe that uses a liquid solvent to capture CO2 from the atmosphere. We have Carbon Clean, a British company that develops and sells CCS technologies, which they use captured CO2 from the industry emissions and store it underground. 
Petroleum companies are also active players in the CDR field. We have Occidental, ExxonMobil, Chevron are on the list. Level three: How to address the limitation of carbon dioxide removal accounting? So we talked about all the benefits and limitation of the CDR and carbon markets. So far, there is a strong push from the industry calling for a standardized framework to quantify the uncertainties of CDR technologies, and this method is called MRV. MRV stands for Measurement, Reporting, and Verification. This is pretty important for carbon dioxide removal to ensure the growth and integrity of permanent initiatives. The main goal is to establish a robust process for MRV that delivers trustworthy, quantitative estimates of real-world outcomes. This transparency is key for tracking the performance of various CDR technologies and maintaining high standards as the market expands. For investments in CDR, including purchasing carbon credits, standardized MRV approaches become essential. They help quantify net carbon removal and storage durability outcomes, offering a systematic way to identify, measure, and report uncertainties. Overall, MRV ensures the claims about carbon removal and storage outcomes are backed by a solid measurement and reporting, creating a foundation for credibility in growing field of CDR. It establishes clear standards, facilitates trustworthy data acquisition and reporting, and informs decision for investing and scaling CDR approaches. MRV is critical for evaluating the real-world impact of different CDR pathways, setting the stages for more sustainable future. For a future episode, we'll dive in more specific about how MRV framework works. That's it for today. So today we talked about CDR technologies, recent market updates, and addressing the limitation by pushing forward a standardized framework called MRV, Measurement Reporting Verification. Until next time, bye.